0: Welcome to this episode of Uncultured Bias I'm your host, Kamara Williams Uh, If you're tuning in, this is our vignette episode Uh, I believe this is our third episode of doing a vignette So, shout out to that, man Shout out to the fact this is our third vignette episode And shout out to the fact this is actually, technically, our tenth episode So, if you've been rocking with me for ten episodes If you listen to all ten You know, shout out to y'all, man Round of applause, you know Yo Round of applause for those who have been rocking for all 10 episodes. Even if you haven't listened to all 10, if you've just been uh, listening, you tune in to the last few episodes and you like what you're doing, like what you're hearing, like what you're experiencing, and I, I appreciate that. Um, you know, it's a journey, obviously, trying to figure the things out, and hopefully you guys have seen we have gotten a lot better with each episode. I'm trying to do something different every episode, give you something to think about, um... You know, I, I don't want to stay static in anything I'm doing. So the feedback I'm getting from people, I, I trust me, I acknowledge it. I try to uh, and I try to incorporate it in my podcast and I'm trying to get better at every single venture. So I'm listening for the text messages, the inboxes, whatever, man, I'm, I'm down for it. And I appreciate it, man. We're on this journey together. So it's love, man. It's love. So listen, I got to say. Uh, for those who are um, continuing to listen to this podcast, I only ask for one thing. I, no, I I guess I'm asking for two things, because two things is that you've been listening to the podcast, and I appreciate it. Um, the other thing I really am asking for is uh, you guys continue to uh, share with your friends, man. I don't want to be the best kept, kept secret. So <laughs> one of the things I need y'all to do is uh, not only to subscribe, um, not only to... To when you're if you're on Apple, leave a message um, in the rating, rate my episode, and leave a commentary because that's how Apple evaluates it on the algorithms. But also uh, share it with your friends and you know continue to promote it. Uh, I, I, we continually say sharing is caring, and I want the word to get out there. And the more people who listen, the more I can actually continue to do these podcasts because we don't want it to be in a vacuum of just us, right? We want everybody to participate. That's how um these things grow And so obviously you know We can't grow without a growing audience So you know text your friends Let them know like hey man y'all should check this out It's a really dope episode post on show, Social media um Tag me on the post I'll, I'll engage Uh you know whatever you guys got to do I'm down for it you know what I mean It's a journey together as I said man and I really do Appreciate the love it's early on So so we've said That this is a vignette and what do we do With every vignette We go ahead and play some music. Uh, This week's music, you know, the last couple times I've done Coltrane, I said I was gonna do Miles Davis and I picked Miles Davis at record. What am I gonna do here? I'm picking the album Bitches Brew. Two reasons. Number one, it's my second favorite album uh, behind Miles Davis, A Kind of Blue. But also, I'm feeling a bit spicy. On this episode And you know We're going to get into some things We're going to talk about uh, The NFL And also talk about uh, Touch on the impeachment I don't want to get too Heavy in that You know Get too saucy on that one Because We're going to do An entire episode Just on that Real long form conversation Remember these vignettes Are just short form conversations Of topical events Um, You know They're not designed To be the long form conversations With a normal podcast so I want to focus on the impeachment, but it's something that deserves some air. But I'm going to wait until after everything's been settled. I've reached out and I've got a confirm from a guest uh, who's a political strategist, really dope person. Um, you know, and so I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but it's going to be dope, man. So uh, be on the lookout for that. You know, I, I shot my shot, shot, shot in the inbox. Uh, they responded. And so we're scheduled to record uh, sometime next week. And we're going to talk about everything uh, regarding politics and everything. It's going to be probably labeled that the political cleanser part four. So that's dope. And while we're on the subject of episodes, um, this is going to be a heavy week. Of course, uh, we did the podcast. We already dropped the podcast yesterday uh, regarding the fashion and politics uh, with Katrina Lee Jones. And if you haven't checked that out, please do. Uh, In that podcast, we talked about how fashion choices and... Uh, messaging in um, clothing, not just in regular life, but also in politics, um, we try to touch on a number of different things. Regarding, obviously, the, the inauguration fashion and what it really meant. I just didn't want to stay on the surface level of this fashion and whatnot, but I wanted to talk about what was the messaging in what we saw, not only inauguration but just in generally from politicians. Why do politicians dress a certain way? What is what is the sociological, psychological aspect behind these choices and um, just really delved into it, man So it was a dope conversation with Katrina Lee Jones She's a stylist in Central Florida um, I enjoyed it I hope y'all vibe to it if you listen to it If you haven't done so, please do uh, This episode 9 um, Again, to keep on with the theme of things that we're doing this week We're doing a special Valentine's Day Episode uh, on That's going to drop this weekend um, d- uh, recording, recording that with my best friend uh Jamie Coleman Uh, she's a tax attorney out of Tallahassee compass tax so um, it's gonna be dope I mean this episode actually the one we're recording for Valentine's Day is gonna focus on the toxicity of black love movies black love stories Um, why is every movie so toxic so uh, it's gonna be interesting because first it's gonna be first time Jamie's been on the podcast and you're gonna see the natural conversation between her and Hyde. Might get crazy. I don't know. Um, she might curse me out. I don't know. But anyway, um, it's gonna be dope. You guys, check that out. We're gonna. I wanted to drop that again on Valentine's Day weekend because I c- couldn't think of a, a better time to address uh, black love movies than on Valentine's Day weekend when nobody's going to movies right now. So uh, obviously, last year BC prior to. COVID, um, the big black love movie that came out um, with a photograph. So, we, you know, we're going to touch on that one and just other movies, man, throughout history. So It's actually a fun conversation. So I hope you all check that out. I am recording a podcast this week with my professor. It's going to be the Black History Podcast. Uh, that one's going to be fun. Um, of course, i wanted to talk about things... Uh, little Known Black History and how it, it it's actually uh, affected uh, the greater landscape of American history. So I'm really excited about that podcast. We're recording it this weekend. That's scheduled to drop next week. And, of course, we're going to record a podcast regarding the movie that's going to drop with um, Judas and the Black Messiah. So, you know, got a lot of fun things coming up. A lot of content. Hope you all enjoy it. And, um, you know, we're going to keep rocking, man. And, again... If y'all enjoying the episodes, please continue to share. If you have some ideas for episodes, please continue to share them with me. And I take them under advisement, and I'm always looking for great conversations. Or if you want to be in a podcast, you can let me know, too, because that's pretty cool. So, all right. So, what is is the subject for today's vignette? Um, I wanted to talk about the NFL and the big news that came out, or the big thing, not news, but the big thing that... Happened was the Tampa Bay Bucks Won a Super Bowl So let's give them some Love Yeah man Tampa Tampa did this thing um, Now I know Some people who are Casey fans You know what I mean Y'all were rooting for Patrick Mahomes And you know uh, The KC faithful So I mean Listen, I got something for y'all too, man. Yeah, it's too bad. I'm sorry. I mean, honestly, I really don't give a shit. I, I don't give a shit about the Super Bowl or any of these teams. But I'm I am happy that uh, my friends who are big Tampa Bay Bucks fans uh, they got to see a win. Um, shout out to my man Joey, who's a big not only a big supporter of the podcast but a bigger uh, Tampa Bay Bucks fan and. We talked about it last week during his birthday that his only wish was to win uh, for the Bucks to win the Super Bowl. So, you know, he got his wish. Uh, I know his wife joked about him celebrating too much and what that really meant for them. But um, hopefully his wife is OK. <laughs> and so, um, you know, but listen, I, I'm, I'm happy for everybody. And with that being said, even though I'm happy for everybody, I can really give two fucks about the NFL. I told you, I'm getting spicy today because it's got, that's why I got the Miles Davis going. Uh, but I really can give two fucks about the NFL. And just everything that it represents. Now, I know, I know, I know, I know it's been said ad nauseum about just the whole Kaepernick thing. And... Honestly, I think it's going to continue to be a thing until they acknowledge the NFL. Re- being. They acknowledge you know, that they are a bunch of hypocrites and not just with this gaslighting campaign they've orchestrated over the last couple years regarding, you know, social justice. And I know this thing where they've dedicated two hundred fifty million dollars collectively between 31 NFL teams over the 15 year period. Of <laughs> eradicating racism, whatever the fuck that means. Uh, so, um, you know, I don't know how you're gonna eradicate racism over 15 years or 250 million. I don't know what that's looked like, but okay. Um, and with these, you know, beautiful commercials that they're running with current and former NFL players and whatnot. And it's it's interesting because they're showing all this, except for the person that sparked all this conversation. Which they can't really show because it's the big black eye for them. You know, I'm old enough to remember that. You know, Colin still ain't got a job. <laughs> still ain't associated with the NFL. Still, it's not like he don't want to be either, right? But they don't want. It's persona non grata. Like it. It's like yeah, we're gonna take your flow. We're gonna take your flow, but we're not. We're we're gonna completely just ignore the fact that. You know, you were a part of, you know, starting this entire thing, you know, and I don't know, man. I just think it's kind of wild, man. I think it's wild that the NFL can can on the one hand shoot these commercials to these commercials about racism and social justice. And the person who is the biggest advocate for social justice Who's the face of it regarding in terms of the NFL is nowhere to be seen. It's the hypocrisy for me. Okay, so um, I just I don't know, I don't know, man. It's it's wild to me. What really, really what it is, and again, just to be to keep it all the way a buck fifty with you. I don't care that I, I'm hey I'm glad if the NFL was. Wants to be a social justice advocate All of a sudden But the problem I have is with the gaslighting In which they've operated And it's not real It's not real Like the NFL entire Stance is a manufactured Corporate bypass Of something that are trying to Show You know the casual fan Of Like you know hey we're, we're Different we're not your We're not, you know, your father's NFL anymore. We're totally, quote unquote, woke. Um, Some of y'all may have remembered that, you know, I was a big NFL fan prior to 2017 and then the whole Kaepernick thing happened and then I just, I stopped having a passing interest. So I, I was actually, I became a, I went from being a fan to a casual observer. And in that switch from being a casual observer I noticed just how they've moved, man. And NFL move funny. They move real funny. Um, because on the one hand, they say one thing, and on the other hand, they do the other. And we just talked about the cap or anything. Uh, we can go back to that. But what people don't realize is that during Super Bowl week, this week, there was a news story of how the NFL was using a formula which had black players start at a lower cognitive level than their white counterparts and as a baseline, making it harder for former players to qualify for disability benefits. Yeah, you heard that right. Former players, black players, were unable to qualify for disability benefits because the NFL had rated them differently than their white counterparts because they said that they started at lower cognitive levels. This is an actual discriminatory lawsuit that's happening. So, what does that mean? It means that they pretty much said, yeah, you may have brain injury, but the fact that is, because you're black and your brain is a lot different than a white. NFL player, your brain injury ain't that significant, so you can really can't get a disability benefit. They have literally implicated Darwinism in their fucking evaluation of an NFL player. That's fucking disgusting. You li- you have ex players with debilitating injuries going bankrupt. Because they can't, they don't qualify for disability because the NFL doesn't want to is continue to discriminate them based on a formula that allows them to do it on the basis of race. Yes. That's what's really happening. So when I read stuff like that, and then I'm seeing commercials about how they want to eradicate Racism I'm like the fuck are you gonna do that 250 million you're gonna invest it back in yourself Which they probably would those fucking pricks the billionaire pricks are good, probably would do that some shit like that Like we're gonna do a, an investigation internally, you know, and we're gonna <laughs> We're gonna police ourselves. That's probably what they would do uh, just like the washington football team said they're gonna do um But it's that level of hypocrisy in which I don't understand And it's that level of hypocrisy in which I have to watch and stomach when I see them going on the commercials and advocating on one hand for one thing and then doing another. It disgusts me. On top of the fact that, you know, they're gaslighting uh, and having a revisionist history with the posturing of being a social advocate organization when we know they're not. Of course, we know that the NFL also has a problem with hiring of black coaches. I think that at this time of this podcast, only three black coaches are even um, are even or uh, three is only three black head coaches in the NFL total. And I think they have no majority black ownership. They have some minority owners, but they have no majority black ownership. It ain't like there's not, not no rich black people in, in the world. So I don't want to hear that shit, right? It's a good old boys club So I, you know I see all that shit And yeah As a person who just A casual observer of the NFL It disgusts me So yeah, but hey You know what? It's all good Celebrate the fact that That the NFL actually Um You know they or they're celebrating themselves, and you know they got a Super Bowl, and I mean, I mean, it's all good, man. But celebrate that shit, but also recognize for for what it is, and that is that is trash. The NFL is trash, and I don't think anybody should um, ignore that when reality is shown right in their face. So that's where I'm at with that. All right, uh, you know, speaking of <laughs> hypocrisy, speaking of hypocrisy, I guess, um, you know, let's talk about what's happening in Washington, all right? Oh, oh by the way, uh, I think I might do a poem later on. The poem, I, 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 I've debuted it on my podcast when we did, uh, I think it was American Skin and it's on my website, Kamaru Williams.com. If you haven't read it yet, it's called Black Bodies. But because of the NFL, um, I thought like it was in an apropos poem. So I'm going to drop that later on after we get done with this uh, vignette. So, all right. Moving on to the next subject and talk about what's happening in Washington. Now, I, I don't want to delve too much into the... Um, I don't want to get too much into what's happening in Washington, per se, because we're going to do a long-form conversation um, regarding the impeachment, and I feel like it deserves it. Um, we actually have a special guest that's going to come on, and we're going to record in a couple of weeks. Um, I shot, the, shot him in the inbox, and he hit me back, like, yo, I'm down. And he was shocked that, like, you know, somebody wants to do a podcast on politics, and so it's a special guest, definitely excited. Um, you know, um, I'll, I'll drop that name in a couple of weeks, but, you know, it's um, it's going to be dope. And so but I want to talk about it and I wanted to talk about it after everything has been said and done. All After it's all been said and done, then I can be like, all right, here's what's really going on with, quote unquote, the impeachment. Um, with that being said. I wanted to still have you know Not without putting too much sauce on it Talk about what we're seeing And The Whole idea regarding um, What's happening In with Trump There's this whole thing right now where I guess 44 Republicans I guess voted to 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 not continue The trial because it's not they say it's not legal and whatnot like that, and um, you know the impeachment, whatnot. So I just I wanna I want to say this. Uh, number one, impeachment is entirely legal <laughs> uh, because a sitting president can actually uh, be evaluated for their uh, for their criminality in in office. So the fact of the matter is that they're saying that uh they wanted to ignore that uh an impeachment an impeachment is fully constitutional without question, and the, everything is just is this a dog and pony show, right? What I find fascinating by it uh, or excuse me what I find fascinating about the entire process is the hypocrisy in which the Republicans are operating. They really want it. It's it's wild to say this, but they really want you to say, why are we even talking about this? This is like old news. And I'm like, bitch, this should happen 34 days ago at the time of this podcast recording 34 days ago. That's wild. 34 days ago, there was an attempted coup at the Capitol, U.S. Capitol. And Republicans want to act like, oh, that was so. That was so so long time ago. Why are we talking about it? It Doesn't even apply. And you know that's problem because what they're telling you is they don't they want to rush past, you know the the actual um, disgusting nature of what happened only thirty four days ago. Thirty four days ago. Let me ask you. If you attempted to kill your wife 34 days ago, you think she would forgive you today? No, she wouldn't. She, listen, if you attempted to kill your wife's dog or your dog, your wife wouldn't, wouldn't forgive you 34 days ago. But that's what essentially what the Republicans are saying. It's like, it's crazy. And when you say, Kamara, where's the hypocrisy? The hypocrisy is that for four years, they let that man... Sit there and and his even on his last dying breath as a, on his campaign he was talking about Hillary Clinton. I mean it, it's it's odd to me that we live in such a fucked up Xanadu of a republic that we literally have people who just are performative in the way they operate as le- in leadership. Again, I don't want to get into the, the weeds of it, but. One of the fascinating things that we saw Happening um, and With the house managers Is that I saw this uh, Trump he tweets On January 6th he tweets at 2.24pm um, Where it's been confirmed that he was actually Watching footage of what was happening At the same time he's tweeting And talking about Mike Pence being a bitch And Mike Pence not I'm, I'm paraphrasing here he's not standing up He's not doing the right thing At 226 Mike Pence is actually being escorted out the building by Secret Service because Trump's people are looking for him to murder him. So while this is happening in real time, while Trump is sitting there, you know, pouring gasoline on on an inferno. His vice president is literally running for his life. That's the type of shit that was happening. And we don't even know all the facts that have come out yet. I mean, there literally it's now with footage of how close a lot of them came. A lot of these members of Congress came to losing their life. Right. The Secret Service and everybody and the police, they're going to they're actually going to get to the bottom of all that. But what should be noted is that a lot of these. Senators are complicit and in how they operate. I mean, you had Rudy Giuliani leaving a message for that puss knuckle, Tommy Tuberville, telling him, you know, do not um, decide to slow down the process of voting the uh, the electorate vote, knowing that this didn't really happen. Noting I mean, noting that it's not not that this happened, that he, he has no ability to stop this. All right. I'm disgusted by it. And, you know, it's it's odd to me that the argument that Republicans are using was that, well, Trump wasn't there. He didn't incite. Because remember, the the sole charge that the House impeachment is using is that um, the incitement of an insurrection, right? Yes, Trump wasn't at the U.S. Capitol when it happened. But... I offer this. Was bin Laden flying a plane when it crashed into the buildings on 9-11? Or was he the inspiration behind it? Because he's guilty. Can we, don't we have people who are literally in prison for committing a crime, not because they're there of the crime, but because they were the ones who organized it or they were the they were part of the greater conspiracy to operate within it. And you have someone who's on the day of the rally and at the time of the rally continuing to incite and tell people to go down and um, uh, uh, march down into the U.S. Capitol and stop the vote. There's even, there was information that said that a lot of these organizers didn't even have the opportunity to walk to the Capitol. They didn't have the permit to do so until Trump in, involved himself in the permitting process The Trump administration Involved himself in the permitting process To allow them to to march To U.S. Capitol If you've been to Washington You just can't march up there Unless you have a permit So the Trump uh, organization Or excuse me The administration uh, Allowed Opened up to lanes For them to march to the Capitol So he his fingerprints His voice Everything is all over this And I just think It's amazing how people can turn away from that and think that that's okay. I mean, here in Florida, we got just, just the, worst, the worst representation of people. I mean, between Marco Rubio and Governor DeSantis, and then, you know, you got Skeletor himself, Rick Scott. I mean, Rick Scott is telling us that it doesn't matter You know what happened in the past, which I get why Rick Scott says that because Rick Scott himself is the same person who, I believe, uh, plead the fifth seventy-five times against (laughs) self-incrimination during a deposition. Right. So of course Rick Scott's like, oh, it's a complete waste of time. Rick Scott doesn't believe in accountability. All right. I mean, Rick Scott doesn't believe in anything. Rick Scott's the same guy who gutted funding for education. um, obviously he raised property taxes Refused healthcare for people And gutted everything While he was still allowing his company his CEO of, uh, While his company Who he's a former CEO of, Was per- perpetuating Medicaid fraud To the tune of $1.7 billion So, you know Rick Scott clearly Obviously doesn't care about that Marco Rubio is a Flaming piece of I don't know Squid because he has no backbone You know obviously we got Matt Gates Who's a cartoon character And DeSantis Who's a Trump alkylte So I mean we're Florida We don't got shit around here man It's whack um, But I guess You know that's where we're at um, But at any rate So again I don't want to get too much Too deep into that I, I really wanted to uh, just touch on these things and really just give a shout out to everybody who's uh, been supporting the podcast and you know this vignette I don't want to go too long I did promise that you know we are going to do a poem and if you're so inclined I'd still like to do so if you're still listening if not now's the time um, to tune off so we're going to end it on a poem it's called black bodies I posted it On January 30th on my website Uh, If you're uh, not subscribed to KamaraWilliams.com Please do so And uh, here we go As I wash over the pain of understanding What our black bodies mean to you Who are we? What are we? That is a question I want answered But which I feel no reply You see, this question is not brought upon you because I'm confused. No, this question is to help alleviate your confusion. Our bodies are nothing but symbols to you. Whether that symbol is commerce, pain or entertainment. That is who we are and what we are and what we represent to you. I came to this hearty conclusion when I see it over and over again. The many examples of ease that allows you to move on from one black death to another. The names start to ring hollow like a fallen log in a forest full of greenery. Does death really count if nobody's around to a video or a video to record it? Does death really matter if nobody's willing to speak on it? You rattle off statements like black on black crime or look at what's happening in Chicago, like it's some number to help you lodge away our humanity. Our bodies are only good if we shut up and dribble, shut up and rap, shut up and sing, shut up and dance, shut up and act, but whatever you do, Please, shut up. Oh, look, another black body is killed. I wonder if Travis Scott's going to drop another album. Oh, I know. Another police beating has occurred. Do you think LeBron will win another ring? Oh, man. Khalif Browder was held hostage in jail for three years without a hearing for allegedly stealing a backpack. Yo, I hope Drake's new album is fire. Bodies cast away, thrown away, disregarded, disrespected, dismissed. But it doesn't matter. Because the only, few, only a few bad apples are responsible for such an unfortunate situation. You see, I'm not the problem, after all. I don't see race. I don't see color. I just see Black bodies. So anyway, that's my speech. That's my uh, poem. (laughs) Hope y'all liked it. And you know what? Uh, If you don't, I don't really give a shit. So on that, we're going to ride out. Um, And thank y'all for listening to this vignette. And continue to subscribe and share. And we'll catch y'all in the flip. Check it out. So.